Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Sarah Griffin. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is one of the members of Pillow Queens, Sarah Corcoran. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Very happy to be here. We are very happy to have you here. Really excited. We're, we're huge awesome. fans. Yeah. 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 This, is, Thank you. this is massive. Uh, <laughs> you're going to talk about the one of the greatest films of all time. What do you want to talk about? I'm going to talk about Cruel Intentions. Yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> problematic fave, Cruel Intentions. Super problematic fave. <laughs> I did not realize there was so much of what there is in that, yeah. film, in that film when I was watching we'll it. I was actually like, it's the first Juvenalia extraordinarily riding centric special. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, this is a, a film of its, of its moment. Mm. Um, yeah. When did it first come into your life? God, I think I was probably about 13 or 14. So like 2004, 2003, 2004 kind of time. Um, and I, one of my sister's friends was like obsessed with it and I'd never heard of it. And she brought over the video or DVD or something and we, we put it on and we had popcorn and we watched it. And I was like, what is this amazing movie? Like it was to me flawless. And I think it also introduced me to music generally mm. like honestly the soundtrack was phenomenal and i just remember playing it over and over and over again and being like this is the kind of music i want to listen to not the stuff that's on the radio mm. <laughs> yeah for that very first moment where it's placebo exactly which is not yeah. the natural choice for i guess people are all about being fucked up and sexy and fucked up at the same time mm. but it's not a natural fit for a glamour new york kind of film teen drama it, yeah like on the, works, on the surface with like yeah. fucking Sarah Michelle Gellar right yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. and then boop no, but it works so well yeah. Oh, yeah and it just like I think it pulls you in from like that first intro beat just pulls you in and then you're like wow and the lyrics are quite again bizarre like carve your name into my arm playing before a, a teen drama start yeah. like starts unfolding you're like whoa what is this it's got a like a perfectly formed little first scene, the sketch mm. with him in the therapist's office, oh, which yeah. never comes back. And Tara Reid is the daughter in that as well. Yeah, what is that scene exactly? Like I was trying to, I watched it again recently, obviously, and I was trying to be like, why did they put this scene in? Like what, what's the purpose of it? I think it's it's establishing class, I guess. It thinks therapy? it firmly establishes he's a dick. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, and he, that he's vindictive and he schemes. Like he'll do, he'll go the, the extra effort to like pull something off. Mm-hmm. Like he seems to have, yeah, like because he... Seduces his therapist. Remember, he hasn't seen it. He seduces his therapist's daughter, and then in the therapy session, he uses the lines on his therapist that he used on the daughter, that so that she knows what her daughter does about it. And it's like this guy is could do anything if he put his mind to it. He's just yeah. focusing it all into sex and fucking people over. Mm. And you get you get a pretty strong sense of him pretty immediately. Also, yeah. his suits are too big. Oh, by yeah. modern standards, <laughs> they're all. Nineteen ninety nine was everyone's suits too big. Though. Yeah, that's kind of the unfortunate like. An unfortunate period. Like, yeah, male tailoring wasn't great no. in the nineties. <laughs> yes, yeah. his sunglasses as well throughout aren't great. No. they're like the tiny little spoon sunglasses. I'm really mad that small sunglasses have made a reappearance I in know. stories in the last it's year. I am, I am so, so angry at them. Every time I'm, see, every time I see them, I'm like, are you trying to remind everyone <laughs> that our faces are big? No, no, no we're not Morpheus. Yeah. Like, no, no, yeah. no, they were never hot. Like, what yeah. are you people doing? So, yeah. yeah, like, were they meant to be hot at the time though? Like. Was he meant to be hot? From oh, he was, yeah, yeah. Be hot. he was definitely meant to be hot. He was definitely hot. Because, I mean, I believed it. I was instantly in love with him. Mm. Inst- I mean, watching it back now, I'm like, wh- why? He was such a creep and he was terrible. But when I was watching it, I wanted him to win. Like, I wanted mm. him to win the mm. bet and then I wanted him to win a Nets heart. And then, you know, like, I was really on his side. 
Whereas now watching it, I'm like, oh, God, like he was a terrible person. I shouldn't have been rooting for him at all. I don't know what it would feel like to watch it for the first time now Mm. with this, like, with the benefit of adulthood behind you. Oh, I knew that person. Oh, oh," you know, but (laughs) when it hits you at a tender age, you're like, Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is what being an older teenager is going to be like. It's going to be all like schemes. It is schemes. It's not fancy schemes. Could you imagine it though? Like, okay, so it's based on on a novel from like 18th century France, right? Mm. Could you imagine it being adapted for like modern day Ireland? And like, it's just some lad in fifth year is reading an article (laughs) in like Hot Press about some girl who just decided to wait till marriage and he's like, nah, I'm going to write her and I'll forget that. Scrolling through some like uh, devoted Instagram and being like... (laughs) Yeah, I'm coming for you. DM slide, and then we're gone. Like you know, yikes. Maybe would be rooting for him. I don't know. It depends on. But like, is it is it active charm? Like, what what is it like? We were talking about this beforehand, Mm. and um, I looked up what the director has done besides this because the guy's name is Roger Roger Cumble, who I'd never heard of. Yeah, but it's all this other stuff he's done is like he did Cruel Intentions too, which is acknowledged as being complete trash. Mm. And if you watch it, knowing that he might have fluked into this one you realise Cruel Intentions is also complete trash. Yeah. And it is kind of the, ac- it is kind of the actors. <laughs> that carry it, because the yeah. cast is nuts. Like, mm. Oh, they're amazing. Blair, it's like, like a, she's yeah, amazing. once in a generation kind of yeah. a, like, uh, assembly of people. But I guess yeah. if you were to pitch it to somebody, you'd be like, it's based on an 18th century French novel, yeah. Les Ans Dangereuses, mm. you know what I mean? Like, it's got, like... It sounds of, classy. It sounds really intellectual <laughs> and classy. And then it's about a fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> um, manipulating his way around. And it, it working. Yeah. You know, but so. the time it was also Buffy is sexy now as well because it was oh, two years, yeah. two or three years into Buffy. Was that when while came Buffy out? was on? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so Sarah Michelle right Gellar is huge at right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was her like seeing Sarah Michelle Gellar play completely against Buffy type and kissing Selma Blair and doing that, all, the, all the things I, she does. That's a thumbprint on my identity. Yeah, same. Yeah, everybody, like that everybody, was like yeah. broken for the rest of my life. Mm. Like I'm there. <laughs> like I think I rewound that scene particularly like several, over several over times. Again. I was like, yeah. I'm just learning. I'm just, that's the only reason just I'm watching. Just figuring, just how does this work? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. wouldn't be one of those times you had to cross the room to change the DVD yeah. player as well. It's like, didn't have a remote for it. Just had to like walk across the room and be like, just... I think I might have missed go. something there. Mm, what's yeah. this? Like tottering across the room, tottering back. Like that's miserable, but I re- remember yeah. it very clearly. Yeah, yeah. What Actually, one thing that I remember really clearly is like one me and one of my still best friends used to like obsess over this movie and like talk about it all the time and quote it to each other. But there's like, there's a spit string in that yeah. scene. Yeah. That I was about we... to say, yeah, that's very specific. Like, <laughs> was it deliberate? Was it an accident? Oh, Who so knows? gross, but brilliant. And it's like, they could have shot it again, but no, no. that, was, that was the shot. Like, yeah. Yeah, perfect. You know what the weird thing about that scene is? The song in the background is Coffee and TV by Blur. Yeah. Not a sexy song. Not a <laughs> particularly kissy song, I would say. <laughs> I feel I'd associate it now exclusively with that scene, though. Oh, do you? I do. Okay. But because I watched it, like, at such a formative age, yeah. I mean, all of the... I know I've already mentioned the soundtrack, but, like, each and every one of those songs, like, mm. I would just associate with that time in my life and with that movie. So, like, Coffee and TV and, like... Placebo, Bittersweet Symphony. Like, I cannot listen to Bittersweet Symphony without welling mm. up, genuinely. Yeah. Like, it has that much of an effect on me. Don't get me started on Colorblind by oh. Counting Crows. Yeah. Like, the most Instant. romantic song, like, in yeah. my head, will play at my imaginary wedding that I'm going to have, like, <laughs> which my girlfriend would hate. And, like, I would just, you know, I wouldn't mind. I look like, play it, play now. it. Oh, it's all gold. Yeah, Praise You is on there as well. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Let's see. It's, it's just all very good. Gomez are on there I think as well aren't they or is that mm, that sure. could be a different teen movie yeah it is very like 
do, like th- around that time there were a few movies like that that came out that yeah. had these like really perfect soundtracks and you could just watch them over and over again do films have those kind of soundtracks now Twilight Mid. films were kind of the last one to what do a that weird, yeah, what a weird yeah. point yeah. but yeah like a curated piece of musical art that you're like that yeah. is amazing so you can't really sell soundtrack albums really anymore because oh it's playlists yeah even soundtrack albums don't really end up on Spotify. The Cruel Intentions one is there, but like they don't have the rights for all of them. Mm-hmm. Someone will compile. Obviously, the rights for like compilations are different to their regular rights, so they yeah. just Spotify haven't bothered getting those rights. So, wow. Yeah, but I think it lends itself to like again that perfect soundtrack, perfect emotional arc, like mm-hmm. things you're trying to figure out as you're what like morally grey stuff. Yeah. I guess mm. that you're trying to figure out as you go. It lends itself to a really particular time, and these were films like. Cruel Intentions were like a rubric by which we were kind of navigating like the first examples of of like emotional complexity even though it was all bad choices and bad people and people mm-hmm. who were literally nothing like anybody we ever would have met in Ireland like nobody no. looked like Sarah <laughs> Michelle fucking get her the long Selma Blair in fucking 2001 do you know what I mean here well, they, like they're certainly not in my fucking world they didn't you know um, so uh, I don't know the soundtrack thing is like I'm trying to think of film soundtracks that I held held close, but I don't know if I ever did. I know I mentioned Trek in the last podcast, but somebody somebody oh, put yeah, the Trek soundtrack on a on a cassette tape for me when I was a kid, mm. and I like listened to that a lot. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, you know, but yeah. that would have been the only one that I would have kind of re- like. I know hilarious irony, Trek, blah, yeah, but, but also like, a really good soundtrack. Has Rufus you know? Wainwright in Hallelujah? Yeah, so, what yeah. Would like, you yeah. Know? Actually, I would say Call Me by Your Name of recent had oh, a beautiful of course, yeah. soundtrack, mm. and that was like resounding for me so I would listen to that over and over again beautiful yeah yeah, so tell us about um, like how did it impact you as a person who makes work like as a aesthetically like did it in terms of your own work did it did it push you towards making music or like how did it influence the kind of work that you make today it's it's funny I'm I mean I am musician but like I've gone to college to be a filmmaker so like that was right. something that I've always loved like I did well I did communications as my my BA and then I did a master's in film and TV so I've always like loved film generally but when I would tell people like oh I'm doing a master's in film and they'd be like well what are some of your favorite movies and like Cruel Intentions would be something that would still like kind of come creep out to I'd want to say it and I'm like I can't say that like Mm. I worked in the Irish Film Institute for like seven years as well and people are like wow you know you must have seen like this wealth of incredible cinema like what are some of your favourites and I'm like Cruel Intentions Clueless (laughs) Free Willy The Lion King you know like and that just never changed in me Mm. and I was like I don't know what's wrong with me that I can't seem to get out of that but like I for me like watching movies and like that whole experience is about like the enjoyment of it it's the aesthetic it's the soundtrack it's like whether you relate to it or whether it's just an escape like I don't really watch movies to be challenged and that's like a, probably a terrible thing for no, me to say not. and it's like it's the this, truth. this is where we that do is that the most yeah. Right? Shit I've ever heard. yeah yeah I'm so exhausted life is so challenging it is you know? I don't need more of that you know what I mean like no. you're, you get enough of that just walking through life so mm-hmm. you can just switch something on and be like okay I'm gonna enjoy watching this I'm gonna enjoy this crap that's nothing to do with my life and just drift away and that is so lovely for me so I then when I went to 
try and make movies I was like the kind of movies I want to make are crap like I can't pitch this stuff to the film board they're going to be like no that sounds terrible but it's based on an 18th century French novel <laughs> except it's set in the Gale talk and and it's, it's, been, it's been emotional manipulation <laughs> like there are ways that you can there are I mean, ways yeah, you can frame it like. there are there are um, but yeah so it definitely like it it had an influence on that for me and yeah I mean getting introduced to that kind of music like my, I grew up in a in a household that didn't really listen to music like none Same, of my like, yeah. just no interest like my sister still would be like no I don't really like music um, which I can't understand but I'm um, that I'm that person eight months of the year and then yeah. uh, four months of the year I'm like I remember I was saying this yeah. earlier on it's like I remember music exists now <laughs> I had it yesterday I was like oh shit I thought you were going to be Whoa. like, and then Christmas FM comes on the air. All the ones that you is my favorite song. But you did uh, post that on Instagram just yesterday. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. my favorite song. Oh, yeah. Wow, really? Yes, yeah, my favorite song. Um, so that's actually not a joke. Not even a little bit. It's my favorite song. Uh, I think it's one of the best songs I've written. Yeah, <laughs> five people to death. But um, yeah, I, I definitely would be that person as yeah. well who was just like, I am. Um, don't listen to music mm-hmm. until I remember it exists. Yeah, and then I and then really something remember, has an impact on you, and it floods back mm. through me, and I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. I I remember Spotify is here again. Yeah. You know, and then it just goes back to being dusty the rest mm. of the time. But finding music when you don't have it in your home to other, like I wasn't, I didn't have MTV. So yeah. I feel like I've, there are lots of cultural things that I have blind spots for. Yeah, I'm the same. Do you know? And I didn't have an, I'm the oldest as well. So yeah. I didn't have an older sibling to drip feed me right. culture yeah, in any way. Yeah. Yeah. And my sister's super musical. Like she's musically brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have any good taste to give her. Do you know what I mean? I feel like she still sometimes <laughs> might listen to Ben Folds and I'm like, oh, I did that. You know, I don't even know that counts <laughs> that counts as good taste. But like she also like she has remarkable music taste, but I yeah. don't have mm. the same um listen every day thing. Yeah. I will event listen. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. But finding films or ancillary sources mm-hmm. of influence when you don't have it day to day is so important because it's so personal because nobody kind of handed it to you you're like wow I had mm. this experience and now I can just keep this for myself mm. and that's like so exciting yeah I think that's like you know a, a, like an old-fashioned version of like making your own playlist or whatever and it's like just a personal thing that only you listen to but like I was finding all this music at this quite late late age and being like wow have you heard this band and my friends are like yeah I have like everyone has and they're not cool anymore by the way and I'm like oh okay I've missed the boat like yeah exactly um so I remember getting like really into like Goo Goo Dolls and like all that kind of American guitar rock and my friends just being like no 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 that is not cool that's due a resurgence though do you think I feel like I I'm, hope so I'm like like putting my finger to the wind and being like you know the way the children are all wearing like Viola Destroyers and chokers and dressing like it's that time yeah surely oh. the Dave Matthews band Dave Matthews band and shit are gonna mm-hmm. come right back in on the wave of oh, yeah, it's like, that aesthetic so right? we have, we hope have so. Yacht Rock and then we have Steely Dan and then the next in the like overproduced American rock thing so it's like maybe five years it's gonna be like wow. Goo Dolls and the Wallflowers and Finally. Dave Matthews yeah. everyone's gonna be wet. <laughs> day will come boot cut jeans again like, yeah. and zigzag hair partings that oh. Sabrina's Secret magazine used to teach you oh, wow. do you remember this <laughs> well, yeah and glitter it, mascara wouldn't hold, oh. wouldn't hold my hair's no. too flat right not able no. um, but yeah no I definitely found that like Cruel Intentions was the, it was the first one that I remember it having such an impact on me because actually I didn't really have the attention span to watch movies growing up either I was just not that into it and I think that was maybe the same like my sister watched a certain, like, she loved uh, Dirty Dancing and she'd have that on every day. And I'm like, it's fine, but I don't want to sit and watch it the whole time. So mm. I'd watch The Simpsons probably exclusively and that would be all I'd watch. So then when 
I was started getting introduced to movies that I was really enjoying, like Cruel Intentions and like Ten Things I Hate About You and Clueless and like all those just like all terrible films. teen movies that are amazing. I haven't seen Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, it's brilliant. that's the but best of the, them. That yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But yeah. I was saying briefly off mic that I do feel like there is a point for me where Clueless melts with Cruel Intentions. Mm. They're like a dark side of one another, a light yeah. side dark side mm. thing because yeah. it's the same rich. Americans and if oh, you and kind it's stepbrother stepsister as well. Yeah, it's it's oh. yeah. It's, it's incest. <laughs> and, incest question mark. Yeah, and it's um, uh, if you kind of blur your eyes a little bit. Um, sometimes I worry about my facial recognition thing because every so often I'm like, I don't know who that actor is, you know, <laughs> because they all look the same. Not Sarah Michelle Gellar is wasn't incredibly beautiful and st- striking uh, during her years, but if you stuck her in a really bad yellow uh, tartan like two piece yeah maybe she could do you know what I mean they're kind of the same looking <laughs> do you know she could have been Cher Horowitz you know what I mean so I feel like, like I'm too close to both of these characters that I'm like you appalled can. by yeah. what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> like no but yeah that's fair that's fair fair drag fair drag but uh but yeah there's a time there's those those films are all of their like they're of a, a weird silent movement mm, yeah Do you know like there, there is a cinematic aesthetic there yeah the thing you were saying about like, not having any attention for films before yeah. that like every mm. scene in Cruel Intentions is oh this is a bit where they do such and such yeah. there's no like fab in that film at all I every agree. scene does something and has something iconic mm-hmm. in it either like at the start where it's like the therapist is banging on the window shouting at him or where he goes to the nursing home with her oh brilliant they play backgammon and she won three times I love it and every bit is a is a bit mm-hmm. you know there's n- like and Christine Bransky's in it oh yeah incredible Christine Bransky yeah. is secretly in everything yeah <laughs> she is fucking secretly in everything man like you wanna watch out for her she's, she's under the table like she's here <laughs> she's the all seeing <laughs> like truly every stuff I'm like she was in fucking Chicago she was in the Grinch she's been in loads mm. of weird shit like, she's, she's in the Grinch yeah yeah she's in the she's Grinch in Chicago yeah <laughs> <laughs> Cassie's there to look this up for me wrong I'm convinced man she I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah but she also is in Chicago for sure she plays the mean journalist she has mean journalist God, face she does yeah, but yeah. she has everything face so yeah mm-hmm. she'd be one of our greatest actors you know incredible um, where are we going with that though the uh, oh, the, 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 oh, the scenes become iconic, iconic. Yeah. yeah they're also quotable as well mm. which is it's a little bit uh, of a shame that it's the language in it is so terribly homophobic. I feel yeah. like it's so like it's hard <laughs> for a scene time. to pass by where it's not like you know some terrible homophobic insult is uttered, but yeah. I'm saying it alongside them because I'm like, oh, here's the bit where they say that thing, and I'm like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit terrible, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first time it, it's because I haven't watched it in like probably 10, 15 years before this, and the first time the the F slur came up, I was like, mm. oh, shit, mm. and I came up again, and you're like. Yeah. Okay, this is like a, a 90s thing, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it was weird. It wasn't it wasn't unsayable. It wasn't typical. No. It was it's that weird 90s homophobia where they're they have gay friends but they still use the f-word and gay as insults. Yeah. But the actual actual gay people they're fine with, you mm-hmm. know, because like his friend is Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Mm. Uh but yeah, like the same way like friends is weird in that mm-hmm. way as well. Yeah. The part where the the football player who's going out with or like secretly sleeping with Joshua Jackson, yeah. where, like yeah. that scene before he takes the phone call, and he's just like, oh, you know, get, he's so getting his bro on, you know, and he's yeah. like, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, come on, bitch, this is like, oh god, this is so overplayed, like, and it's really, really badly done, and then he yeah. takes up the phone and he's like, uh, hello, uh, hi, how are you, you know, like, yeah. and it's just such a, it's a strange, strange scene. That would be kind of one that I would maybe 
take out. Mm. <laughs> hard edit. Hard yeah. edit. What age are they all meant to be again? Well, like, so it's the summer before yeah. school starts back. So yeah. are they like, you know, like fifth year age? Is I that? think so. Cause Translating Irish school ages to American high school is... It's the, very difficult. It's a consistent yeah. thing in Junior where I'm just like, I don't know. Because like, yeah. she says um, that he nearly left school a legend, which implies he's going into his final year. Okay. So... I'm guess- say 17, 17, 18? Yeah. yeah. And they're all like 22, 23 in real life. Mm. But some of Blair was older. She was like 26. But yeah. So, yeah. Some of Blair is amazing in it. Oh, she's incredible. She's such a dope. She's <laughs> such a dope, but yeah. I just love her. And I, mm. I just love her face. The way she acts things is amazing. Yeah. Guys, I was just scrolling looking for the ages, but I found the French names of all of the characters oh, they're playing share. from the original, which are brilliant and everyone should have been called these instead of their fucking names this is amazing uh ryan philip plays sebastian valmont uh, based on vicomte de valmont oh, right wow. uh cecile caldwell should have been cecile volange right beautiful well, they could they should have just taken everyone's names fucking hell uh sarah michelle Geller would have been the marquise de mertuet like there's all these hilarious like names that's my that's my brief fact that I just found when I was looking for everybody's <laughs> everybody's ages. But like, how much of it do you excuse on teenagers being teenagers, and can you excuse that? Do you know what I mean? Teenagers are awful to each other, no matter what. Like everyone here is playing awful, hardcore awful at all mm. times, and it's nineties awful. It's awful before people started teaching each other to be decent to each other. Mm. I guess. Yeah. In other ways, so like the ancillary, the bits that make us recoil are the times that culture has shown the homophobia inside the film industry, yeah. and the fact that maybe they're gay characters, but was anybody in the editing line yeah a gay mm. person yeah was anybody, do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so those are the th- those are the things that show up and date it in a way that yeah. feels like fuck that's a shame it know? is a shame because you don't want to go like do you want to go back and recensor and recut do you know like is that a thing that we like we, I think that's something we've talked about a few times mm. is like would you recut would you recensor you know like it's a it's an icky one yeah like it's a weird one I don't think I would because it is sort of of a time, you know, and it, it would make no sense to, to nullify that. Like, I, we all lived through that. You know, that was, mm. it was standard. You know, people did use the people F word. Were people awful, were yeah. awful to each other and that was just the norm. And it's great that we've kind of moved on from that. But I mean, if we were in a high school in America and we were 17, like, maybe we wouldn't feel that we've moved on as much. Mm. So yeah, I'm like I'm sure people still hear that word. Yeah, now at seventeen. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, for true. sure. Yeah. Like I, uh, I, I used to um, work in Maynooth. Uh, I was in residency there, and I was used to get train for to and from Dublin to Maynooth mm. with all the baby college students, especially oh, the God. first years. And yeah. hot damn, they're fast and loose with some fucking really? shit. Yeah, they they will say whatever the fuck they want, you know. So again, bubble. Like yeah, we 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 do live in like cultural discourse land, mm-hmm. and largely people fucking fully do not mm. live in cultural yeah. discourse land, mm. you know. But uh, I also don't know if teenagers today watch would watch Good Intentions. How would that find its way into the ah, hands of would. like our baby, yeah. our, our our little baby Ariana's? You know, like I think they'd love it. Oh, there, I think they'd is, love it. There is something they I realized. It? There's weird signifiers in it that don't signify what they did then. Like Sebastian has a mobile phone. Which in 1999. Ah, mm. uh, yes, okay. Oh, you know, was like, oh, we're supposed to take something from that, that he has that and uses it. Who is he yeah. texting? Who is he calling? Everybody else, has, everybody else is using landlines the whole way through it. Mm, yeah. yeah. 
Well, not to mention that car. How have we not yeah. talked about the car yet? It's a beautiful what a car. Stunning car. And his journalism. He's, like yeah. his, besides his very baggy suits, his mm. aste- sense of aesthetics is very strong. Yeah. yeah. Gentle Patrick ba- Bateman kind of. Yeah. And the way he lights mm. himself um, at the pool naked in the, the ship coming out of the shower. Mm. It's like that's, he knew how to like frame a shot of himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another song actually Love Fool plays during that scene and it's oh, incredible. Yeah. Mm. And the first time I would have heard that song and like what an iconic song. Yeah. So like I was just like, oh my God. I can't believe singing to me. The Cardigan Zetter song we used for Romeo and Juliet and that. That's two big old paydays for him for the yeah. same song. Fair it's a banger. Yeah. I mean, psh, I'd do it. Yeah. When he's right, you do it. <laughs> it's the, also the audacity of like reusing it. Was it yeah. after Romeo and Juliet? Like, yeah. You know, I've actually three years seen later. Romeo and Juliet. Uh, okay, my I love Baz Luhrmann because yeah. I um I, I that's a lie. I love I love uh, Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's as far as I go. And I saw Romeo and Juliet for the first time on an airplane uh, this year. And Did you cry? Unstoppable. Yeah, the it's, whole fucking time. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. un. Now you cry in airplanes anyway. That's right? what I'm thinking. Like I think yeah. I can't watch any movie on an airplane without crying. Uh, I cried at Pitch Perfect <laughs> Two on an airplane, man. Like I would probably cry at that like, anyway. Heaved. Like really it was a very hard mm. time for me. I was just like, this is everyone likes these videos so much. Um, yeah, Romeo and Juliet is. Uh, yeah, it just broke my fucking. I was angry that I hadn't watched it. That I yeah. wasted so much time watching Moulin Rouge and had not just wow. stepped slightly over. Towards mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet right. and had it, uh, it's immaculate. We well, see, this is kind of one of those things where I put it on to escape and then was like, oh, a it's all Shakespeare I don't want to watch this right now. Yeah, right? You, it's That's not, it's why not I a background much. It yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I just treat it like they're talking like the clangers. Oh, Do you right. Know the clangers? Yeah, like, yeah. Me, 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 me. And they could be talking any other <laughs> language. That's Shakespeare. Yeah. So they're doing all the things and saying all the stuff. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I do. I, yeah, I do that was know kind of thing, because that was earlier. So like that's they took the Shakespeare language and then the films that came after went. Oh, we can just use Shakespeare's stories. Mm. Yes. Without having so like so yeah. that, that, that's what Clueless and Ten Things I Hate About You decided to do. Just what's Ten Things I Hate About You? Taming of the Shrew. No way. Yeah. Gotta watch this now. It's oh, really good. It's great. It's yeah. really good. That's yeah. that's like another just, film club. It's another one of those like like supernatural conglomerations of like four perfect actors oh, just yeah. before they get huge. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Well Larissa Alenic, that was her biggest thing probably mm-hmm. the other three yeah but Love Fit is also one of those songs uh, that's that would be one of my when I remember music exists I immediately am like mm. fucking that's going on. Yeah. Um it's also one I hear I still hear a lot. Yeah. Do you know? And it yeah. would be quite poppy in contrast with the rest of the kind of on the soundtrack yeah yeah it's a um, bit more melodic am I wrong anyway. yeah, yeah no it is more the rest of it's more indie rock but, it, but it's yeah. always a standout song like it's yeah, so it matter a, where it's shall oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a perfect yeah, yeah, song yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and every, every time I hear it in the wild it feels like a showstopper yeah. it still mm-hmm. has that kind of emotional power it's um kind of a like rare gem yeah like I don't know it's also a song that I love here being I love to hear it being covered which is rare like usually when I hear a cover song I like I will just have come across it like gigs yeah. or whatever and mm. people covering it live and I'm like this is epic like there's nobody can do it badly I think it's just so so good yeah it's got a really amazing chorus mm. it's got a kind of a slightly lose your shit chorus yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> like because it's kind of funny mm-hmm. as well like it's it's I don't know it's a great one um and perfectly perfect for the scene in which it's in yeah in Intentions as well I feel like we're having such a music chat like I'm Cruel <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> I wonder if maybe Ryan, um, Sebastian is putting on Love Fool because it was in Romeo and Juliet to Whoa. appeal to her. That it's actually like... A, oh. That in the world of the film, Romeo and Juliet is a thing and he knows she would have loved that and had the soundtrack album. So he puts on Love Fool for maybe. her. 
I feel there, like because there is that kind of that's the first time that she softens yeah to Sebastian so she does that kind of like side smile of like oh okay yeah you're getting to me you're putting on the Romeo yeah. and Juliet song yeah. for me yeah. yeah by then it was already the Romeo and Juliet song. oh totally it was, yeah, yeah. yeah it had like been overplayed and gone and was back again yeah then that kind of because I was about to say would Romeo and Juliet belong to the same kind of visual and like aesthetic family as in like no it wouldn't no it's, it's separate no, it's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not the same how long would you say this was meant to have played out like their love affair because there's a point that Catherine kind of says to Sebastian you you haven't changed it's only been a few days like you don't love her and you're yeah. like it's only been a few days the teenagers love like, each other like that though I suppose like, yeah. but like he's meant to have changed his ways and convinced her of changing his ways completely all within I don't know four or five days mm. Without the use of text messages, <laughs> yeah, exactly. without that, without any <laughs> ancillary like contact, Instagram mm. post or anything. No, there's no performance of changing his ways. He's assumed to like believe it. Oh man, their yeah, time frames like, are interesting. It is like a week, week and a half, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, I think it might be because yeah. isn't Annette staying with Sebastian's aunt for like the week before school or maybe two weeks before school or something? Yeah. So there is like a very small amount of time that it could be happening. A tiny here. narrative window. Mm. So then your stakes are even more hilarious. So they, yeah. Uh, makes it even worse, doesn't it? <laughs> Christ. Like, imagine Here's that being so pledged to keeping your virginity and then in four days. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But also, like, every, like, he changes so quickly as well. All it takes is Reese Witherspoon making some weird devil faces at him in a car. Well, that's true. Is what yeah. makes him change. And they're not good faces if you watch them back. They, like, they're not... Something special about those. You're, I mean, I do these faces every week, so like I will have to disagree. But again, it's just because it had such a lasting impact on me. Myself and yeah. Rachel, who plays drums and pillow queens, yeah. will do this to each other at gigs, like looking it up. You did the face. faces, yeah, yeah, all the time. <laughs> looking it up all the right. time, um, and like that's probably one of the worst acted scenes in the whole movie as well, because you know yeah. he's. You're kind of like, are you breaking? Like, are you actually enjoying this? Are you falling in love with her? Like. You can't really tell if it's just part of the performance. Yeah, I think, yeah, because laughing is so hard to do, I think, isn't it? Like, to do yeah, a... Yeah. And, like, do a, a grudging laugh. Mm-hmm. A, yeah. Like, a grudging love laugh is a, we- a weird one. Because this comes after they've done the charity work, and he's like, oh, no, mm. I had such a great time, I really enjoyed it. And she's like, no, you didn't, just say that you didn't <laughs> enjoy it. And then yeah. he's like, fine, I hated it. Oh, it's a very particular everyone. kind of faces, right? Though. Yeah. yeah. Just looking at, looking at gifts, God bless the internet. Yeah, these are bad faces. <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. But that's what's meant to have like made him actually just fall in love with her completely. Yeah. It was just the fact that he like she grabbed his hand on the gear stick and then mm. made, made a bold faces. face that or was whatever good. at it. Yeah, yeah, practice every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yoga. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get, you get better at it. Um but yeah, no, I don't understand the those timelines. Um I love the the narrative of Cecile and her um, music teacher because I yeah. feel I actually really believed that I really felt mm. their connection which is bizarre it's just this like teen movie that I shouldn't have really thought that much about but I was like they should be together I want them to be together and then that whole uh, like under it's not even underlying at all like that the, her racist mother is oh, just like this racist. is yeah. disgraceful like get out of my house how dare you do this I, you know? I took you off the streets yeah. like, I'm free Julia yeah. <laughs> brilliant line <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, no, I really believed their their relationship. Mm. Stunning, love prevails. Yeah, poor mm. Ronald he gets thrown around, and he technically murdered a guy at the end of the film. So, oh yeah, mm. he des- he deserved it in hindsight. But when I was watching it, I was like, no, no, please, <laughs> no. 
I'll always remember that like cut to his portrait on his coffin and I was like yeah. weeping yeah. like uncontrollably I was like no it can't be it can't be it can't be dead mm. and then he was dead yeah. spoilers sorry yeah uh, I haven't seen it now again we do this regularly where it's like it's like oh these films are fucking 10 years old then. yeah it's not our fault if we haven't seen it. what are you doing here? <laughs> you know? I was saying before we started that the place where he gets killed should be like a, an official like Cruel intent. You, would you go on a cruel intentions tour of New York? Oh yes. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah. See where Sebastian died. See like. What other spots would there be actually? Um, all the doormen they insulted. All those fancy doors. Yeah. Um, the the big glass wall that the therapist bangs on. Oh yeah. Very important one. Um, the school. The school. Where you could come out of the school and everybody could like stop, look up from a book and look at you accusingly. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be a nice experience. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Would you be able to get like a crucifix that you can open the bottom of it and there's a white powder that emerges? Like, would that be part of the tour that everyone gets one on the way onto the bus? <laughs> Wish.com it's just, it's just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna price that. I used to I used to do a joke about that in stand up, but then fewer and fewer people were getting it, so I had to oh, stop. No. Both joke. So I used to I have a whole bit about like uh, learning German because um, it was an international language yeah. of business. Yeah. And I said, like, we, we all turned up for our first day of German uh, class with all, like, international business accoutrements, like a file of facts and a necklace crucifix that has a Coke spoon and stuff. <laughs> and, like, first time, like, you'd see one person who knew Cruel Intentions and that would be it. And it's like, and this isn't worth it. Nobody else oh, no. knows this. My cool crucifix Coke spoon okay, joke. Okay, <laughs> com has a 40% off sale right now, by oh the way. My oh, my God. Buy now. For bye, bye, bye. our... Uh, Use the code Juvenalia. <laughs> <laughs> Coke necklace. It's available in pearl, onyx, and red garnet. Um, it has an integrated snuff spoon, and it costs seventy nine American dollars. Whoa! That's that. That's the official one, though, from Cruel Intentions Necklace. That's Roger Cumble's official. Website. Oh yeah. Stashcross.com, however, <laughs> has one for ninety nine dollars, and it comes on a rosary. And um, yeah, they're wow. all they're all yeah. a cool hundo for all the different variations. Etsy <laughs> will be providing us with uh, one for whoa four hundred and four dollars. Fucking hell, man! Does it come with? <laughs> so uh, there's uh, there are options. Uh, this is also a business that we could clearly open in New York City at this point if mm-hmm. we wanted to just fuck it in, move to New York, yeah. open a Cruel Intentions walking tour, supply people with a stash cross on the way. Incredible! Like, I mean, yeah. people would travel for that. Oh yeah, yeah, they really, really would. I mean, Jesus I definitely Christ. would. Um. Yeah, that that scene at the end where um, Catherine and Annette are in the bathrooms yeah. just before the funeral. It's so impressive that they managed to keep them apart for the entire movie. You don't even realise it till then. It's amazing. It's really you're good. like, oh, they're yeah. not meant to know each other. Ooh, yeah. this is so <laughs> exciting. Um, yeah, brilliant. It's flawless, really, but very mm. deeply flawed at the same time. Yeah. Every individual, you can pick out so many individual flawless parts of it mm-hmm. and then go... But that other thing as well. Yeah. Who would yeah. you recast in it today? Oh, that's who are, a great who are the young question. People? Who are the children? <laughs> Ariana. Okay. I, don't know. I only know one. I don't know yeah. anyone. Sebastian is Harry Styles. Oh, work. Yeah. yeah. That's. I mean, I don't really care. Because Ryan Felipe was. Because <laughs> Ryan Felipe yeah, was uh, right Justin Timberlake. Yes. So. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I think you just get all of just BTS, just cast all of BTS oh, yeah. as all the main characters. That's my, my cool reference. That's how that's how we <laughs> sell tickets to our new movie anyway. Yeah. Don't say it too loud. You'll find the, you'll look outside the window and there'll be eight hundred teenage girls going outside the window and leaving videos where you don't want to see them. Don't say BTS. Don't do it. They'll figure out we've said it now. Fuck. We're done. I've only become aware of this noise recently. I hate it. I hate it, but I also watched like a YouTube um like what I'm so old. What do you call it when people put collections of videos together? Compilations. Compilations. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clip of show. Montage. Show. You've been framed on TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like obsessed with watching them because I'm like, wow, I have no idea what's going on. And it's this yeah. whole other culture. It's Wouldn't have brought out a solo single yesterday as we're recording really? this. And someone just posted it on Twitter. And I was like, who is this person? Doing this am- like amazing dancing and a good song. They're like, oh, he's one of BTS. I was like, oh. Oh. And someone else posted a video of like a K-pop girl band and she like scored a perfect, it was like a K-pop archery competition. Right. And one of them like scored, she split, got a bullseye and then split the arrow and broke the camera. That is the most Game of Thrones shit. Not Game of Thrones shit, sorry, <laughs> Hunger Games shit I've ever. Um... And it's just like this, like she's like the rapper in one of the K-pop groups. Yeah. And just is a perfect archer as well. It's like these people are interesting mm. I need to find out more about this their lives are, are but also are I'm difficult. 35 so yeah, I'm so old and I don't care <laughs> I need to find an acceptable way into this <laughs> so all of BTS are in the new current engines which is how you get the children to watch emotionally yeah, once it's complicated they all play Ronald it's a, <laughs> the seven, oh yeah Jesus moves in a cloud there's, <laughs> yeah, there's Cecile's um, uh, dance teacher is all of BTS mm. yeah oh yeah that could be really good and she's yeah. in love with all, all of them, them. Yeah. and all so of them riding in the drawer. The po- they're, the poly- they're her polycule. There you yeah. go. Fine. <laughs> Dance teacher polycule. There mm-hmm. you go. Oh, who else could we? Who could be? The I Ash? agree on Harry Styles as that yeah. kind of like contemporary, like idyllic fuckboy type, and yeah. his suits would be better mm. or oversized, but it would work. And he could probably wear bad sunglasses. And he make could, it work. and he does, and he does yeah. make them work. Mm-hmm. I guess you need for for um, Reese Witherspoon. Who is oh. the 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 baby Reese Witherspoon slash Jim like Dakota Harvest? Fanning? No, she's not older now. She's not. She's like our age, man. Or Elle Fanning? Yeah, yeah. they're not as likable. That's no. a terrible thing to say. Yeah, they're no, just Reese no. Oh, Reese Witherspoon is, is unique. She's oh Reese Witherspoon's yeah. daughter. Oh yeah, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> she's exactly like her. Yeah, <laughs> this is ideal. Uh, or change it up and Timothy Chalamet. <gasps> Whoa, yeah, wouldn't that be great? Harry Styles and Timothy Chalamet are just like. He's convincing him. He's like, no, you don't want to be a virgin after all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming across very badly. TM, TM, TM. Copyright, copyright, copyright. Putting into development. I've already it's written fine. it, okay? Greta Gerwig's <laughs> Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Yeah. Billboard, you listen. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose I suppose queering it would be a really... Yeah. Like, mm. that would be the more interesting way of telling the story, really, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I guess probably still bad. And it's so, still... Like, it's not about nice people. It's not about nice people doing nice yeah. things to each mm. other. It's not about <laughs> everyone being fabulous New Yorkers having a jolly good time. It's <laughs> absolutely about coercion. Yeah. It's yeah. a fucking story about coercion. It's bad. But... It's entertaining. You know, but it's comp- it's complicated. You leave you leave different from it. You, mm-hmm. remember, you, you fucking... Like... Uh, and it is based on that, like because it's based on that French, uh, the the Lesans d'Angerou, like that is French aristocrats who are all bored, wealthy, awful people, and there's so much money that they can be awful to each yeah. other. And those stories require that particular kind of wealth as a backdrop because mm-hmm. the rest of the world is too busy trying to live mm. to be undertaking awful bets and keeping people away from each <laughs> other and 
seducing people in like long protracted like elaborate plans like no one has time to do that except mm. the insanely mm. wealthy yeah like before we started recording i was talking about find going to see the laisons d'angereux with my fucking parents in the gate which is the equivalent of a sex scene coming on the tv and everyone feeling awkward for about you know 80 seconds only it's fucking two and a half hours with an intermission in a theater and you can't leave what do you talk and about during the intermission i don't Anything remember else? i feel like i have just blacked it out yeah. it was, a load of glasses of wine it <laughs> was <laughs> mortifying like it was oh my god it was i don't know what year that was but it was a bad experience yeah. like because i was like sold i was just like oh cool and i knew what i was getting myself mm. in for but i was like it's a play it can't oh <laughs> it can't be that bad yes it can it can be fucking worse mm. I think everyone is slightly older in it though in okay. the like some of the characters are Grace Wisbin's character is, is her age mm-hmm. and I think uh, Sebastian or wh- whatever I said his name was something hilarious Le Marquis de fucking whatever his name was is a grown man okay like it's, so it's worse it's mm. worse in yeah. a, so imagine it's something being worse in 18th century France <laughs> But, you know, it is a bad, a bad story about people doing bad things. Mm. Um, but those are the best ones. Those yeah. are the best ones. Mm. Like, le- less, I feel like I was less worried about liking things that were... Problematic? Yeah, or not <laughs> even problematic, but more just like, the things that you learn aren't to be a good person. Like, yeah. it trusts its viewers to be like, you know which one of these people you don't fucking want to be. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. Like, yeah. not every film a lesson. No, and I think it's one of those films where I would never not be in the mood to watch Cruel Intentions. Mm. Same. And literally any time, any day, someone said, do you want to watch Cruel Intentions? I'm like, mm. yeah, of course. Why are we watching it already? <laughs> yeah. So I went to see the, I was telling Alan before the podcast, but I went to see the 20th anniversary screening of it in the lighthouse. Oh, wow. And it was so special because everybody who was there knew every single line. Yeah. yeah. And they were just like cheering and whooping and everything. And it was like, Rocky Horror but Cruel Intentions yeah exactly exactly. (laughs) and just like you know I've never watched it in like a group environment ever but I've watched it so many times and those lines and quotes that were so special to me are like obviously universally special to Mm. everybody who loves the movie and it's like cool I like that yeah those those screenings can be so fucking powerful because it's that Mm. moment it's like the music thing I guess this is why people go to gigs yeah, especially um, like, I, like I was saying to Sarah, I was at the 15th anniversary of Star Set Yourself on Fire last yeah. night. And I was saying every day, it's just in this pure nostalgia hit and something everybody knows all the words and every we all know we're here for the same reason. Mm. And there's no like, there's no interlopers. There's mm. no chatting. Everybody's like here to Sign see the thing. Sign me fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go through a shared experience mm-hmm. and to in some way like kind of commune over it or something yeah it's a really powerful thing like no there we go do we have anything else to say um and more secret facts about cruel intentions secret fact oh yeah one thing that um because i watched it so many times and one thing that always stuck out to me is the swimming pool scene there's an x on the ground as a marker under where a net's meant to stand and it's obvious throughout the entire scene. And it's so frustrating. Oh. It's like, just the most obvious thing in the world is the swimming pool. You can see through the water. Oh, no. Don't yeah. put a big black X on the ground. Like, so obvious. Holy shit. Roman and Juliet has a swimming pool scene as well. Oh, oh, Whoa. it's all coming back now. Okay, that has to be yeah, intentional. We, so, right? we have solved the film. <laughs> film solved. Roger Cumble, we're on to you. Yeah, we see you. Cruel Intentions completed. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you and your swimming pool. We're going to have the B-side for Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Mm. So, 
Sarah. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Tell us all about Pillow Queen stuff and where we can all find it. And such. Um, so we're playing some gigs coming up yeah. and they can all be found on pillowqueens.com slash live. Uh, please come see us. We'd Excellent. love to see your faces. And you have tunes coming soon? Yeah. New single will be out soon. Don't have a exact release date yet, but around November time-ish with a music video. That's going to be phenomenal. So very excited for that. And all the previous singles are still there and they're all phenomenal they're, as well. Yeah. So, still yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Event bops. Sarah Griffin, where can we find you on things? Uh, I'm at Griffsky on Twitter and my most recent novel is Other Words for Smoke, which is available in all good bookshops. Alan? I am Alan underscore McGuire everywhere. And Juvenalia is Juvenalia Pod or underscore pod. If you just search Juvenalia, you'll find it. Uh, we have a Patreon. There's bonus episodes. One's about Scott Pilgrim. The other one's about Sega versus Nintendo. And the Goose Game. And the goose, we're going to talk about the goose game as well. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you to Dee for our artwork. Thanks, Dee. Thank you to Cassie Yay, for producing Dee. this Thanks, and Cassie. for being surprised about Chicago. Yeah. And listen to other Tall Tales podcasts yep. as well. Listen There's to loads the of them. They're great. And private education and. Fair game. Yeah. Yeah. There's a dollar podcast from Tall Tales they own. There's loads of them. Yeah. So that's us. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.